0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams.
1: It's Wednesday, so it's time for Wayne on Wednesday. And with me, as always, is Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg. Wayne, on top of everything else, there's a few things I want to point out, and you can comment on them or not, uh, as you see fit. World Bank coming out with uh, almost doomsday-like predictions about the world's economy. Uh, the OECD yes. came out with the same sort of thing, not quite as dramatic as the World Bank's was. Um, then I got a tweet from a gentleman in the United States of America who tracks um, you know, things that I don't track, and he said that in the month of... April, I think it was, credit card debt ballooned in the United States to the tune of 17.6 billion, I think it was, which is the second highest monthly rise in history. And the month before that, it was 25.6 billion, which was the highest ever in history. And his point was, and whether he, he knows what he's talking about or not, I don't know. But he said that what people are doing is they're using their credit card to pay for basics because of the horrific inflation numbers that we see in CPI, but also you know on this man and woman in the street are seeing at the stores so there's a few things that have just caught my eye on top of everything else now when people start talking like this way maybe that that's the end of it it's all out in the open
0: yeah look i mean just first of all on the economic predictions yes i mean the 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 the, the revision downwards is of the biggest i've ever seen yeah in in one go i mean it's I don't know if it was the World Bank or the IMF that took the growth from 4.2 to 2.9%. Yeah, the World Bank. I mean that's a very World Bank's a very very big uh, drop. So yeah, it is still growth, but clearly this is the the the, the sorry, this is the, the issue that the whole world is is faced with now is this higher inflation. And the oil price and food inflation and the effect that that will have on consumer expenditure and more importantly for you and I on the markets.
1: Yeah. And I don't know whether it's because it's a holiday period in the northern hemisphere at the moment, but the market doesn't seem to be taking it that badly. And that's what I really wonder what I'm trying to get out of you, I think, is whether this has all been factored in. We've known about this for quite a while and maybe inflation is getting to peak inflation. Maybe it is at the top of its of its cycle, but I'm not so sure so much. Away. And I know you say next year it'll be down to, two, well, maybe even by the end of the year, down to two and a half, three percent 3%, but at the moment it's stubbornly high. And I think the next CPI figure is going to be key in the United States, I think in a couple of weeks' yes. time.
0: Yes, I think that that will be, because that'll show the direction of inflation. But I suppose you could you could actually work it out now if you wanted to. You can just go and have a look at You know, what food has done year on year and what the oil price has done year on year as to whether that's actually coming down or not, because those are the two main driving factors.
1: Yeah, it it is very difficult for for people that uh, are um, you know before were stretched. You know, you, you sit down with your yeah. monthly accounts and you say, okay, I've got to pay my rent or my or, or my mortgage. I've got this amount on food, this amount on health insurance, this amount on uh, transport costs, and so it goes on. Because I hear stories, I, mean, I, I watch programs, and and sometimes there's they're, they're sensationalised. But you know, like NHS workers in the UK, for example, working a sixteen-hour shift, and then. Uh, getting up the next morning and going to a food bank because they can't afford food because they only earn £33,000 a year on average, a nurse, which isn't a lot for the amount of work that they do. So there's something going on. I don't know if it's going to topple governments or or what's going to happen, but certainly if it carries on like this, there will be some sort of social unrest. And I don't mean social unrest in a violent, physical way. I just mean people just getting fed up with it and voting out the current leaders.
0: Yes. I, I think that might be the case because, I mean, no one's faced inflation like this worldwide for decades, hmm. literally. I mean, just coming back to the inflation story, um, oil inflation now year on year is 61%, but it's down from 120 at the last reading. Yes. And food inflation is up 20%, but it's down from uh, 60 at the last reading. So the year-on-year numbers will probably be coming down. I mean, the numbers are still high, but they're well off their peaks.
1: Yeah, and your contention has always been that the oil price has got to go to 150 or something, or even higher in order to maintain inflation.
0: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, The same year-on-year percentage change. Now, it's just very interesting. Oil price inflation is as high as what it was in 2000 and food inflation is also of the wallet. As I said, they've all peaked. Um, And these are all year-on-year percentage changes. But, you know, food inflation a few months ago was the highest year-on-year change ever in history, which means that's just statistically, that's highly unlikely to repeat itself. And the year-on-year percentage change in oil is also the highest since 1980. So we have both of them, the ones the highest in 40 years, the other one is the highest on record. So it is highly unlikely to repeat itself again over the next year.
1: No, it's not. I mean, just to give you some, some numbers, I've got some live numbers here. Uh, screen flashing away here. Uh, Brent crude oil year on year up 68.43%. Natural yeah. gas up 204% year on year. And that's the biggest move ever. Um, and um, if you just go down and have a look at some of the other ones uh, something like lithium, which, which everybody uses, obviously it's not a day-to-day thing, but it's in your phone, 431% higher, uh, wheat up 58%. And so it goes on. I keep on back yeah, cheese, 45% up. I mean, Americans go out and they, they have breakfast and they eat cheese and they drink milk, milk up 43%. But as you say, it has to keep on going in order to maintain these, these sort of eight, 8% levels that we've suddenly become
0: used to. Yeah, very much so. So it 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 will moderate, but it just depends. You know, once you pass this big bump in um, in the actual inflation numbers, mm. then you got to sit back and say, well, where is it going to settle? Because it's not going to settle at eight. We know that, but is it going to settle at three or is it going to settle at five?
1: You I know, think that's that's
0: truly. Mm. No, I'm 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 not sure. Okay, I'm just not sure about that.
1: I just think that with them bubbling under, I'm not sure that it's going to go much below five, Wayne. And uh, what I think, and one thing that we're certain of, is interest rates in the states are not going to go up to five percent to meet the two, because I've always said it's going to be top down and bottom up, and the two will meet in the middle somewhere. Where the middle is, I don't know, Uh, but there's no way that the U.S. uh, Federal Reserve is going to raise interest rates in the states to four and a half, five percent. I can't see that happening. Otherwise, there'd be bedlam.
0: Surprisingly enough, I can see it happening. That on that particular one, I actually can see it happening. Because, I mean, we're forgetting about this simply because we haven't experienced it before. Inflation is the devil as far as the US Federal Reserve is concerned. eh? Yes. That is truly the devil.
1: But they will be the devil if the interest rates do go as high as you, you say they could go to. Um, because I, I don't yeah. think that uh, risky asset classes will be able to cope with it.
0: No, they won't. If they do go up that high, and if if, the, if inflation does settle at five, and uh, there's no uh, there's no uh, rep- sort of reprieve on those inflation numbers, mm-hmm. then ultimately there will be a major correction in financial markets. There's no doubt about that at all.
1: Yes, and maybe we've just seen the first wave of it with the NASDAQ going down 25% or something and those, those lofty valuations uh, getting, uh, getting pinned back a little bit. Um, w- w- what about yeah. South Africa? Because S- South Africa has been spared, the JSE has been spared, and our inflation yes, rate hasn't it, gone yes. up a lot. But I think after the latest petrol price hike, there, there'll be a, a fairly more glamorous number yeah. uh, next month. Um, But what about retailers, for example? And the reason I mention that is a nice lead-in is the Spar Group came out with its numbers today, it's six months' numbers. Share price was up 1.5% in early dealings, now down 1.5%. Can they pass it on? And if they can't pass it on, does that mean that their their margins come down, in other words?
0: Margins must come under pressure. They will be able to pass some on, but they will not be able to pass all of the cost increases on. So margins will come under pressure. There's no no doubt at, at all about that. I mean, they needed, you know, a year, a year or two ago, they needed a little bit of inflation into the into the system. Yes. But now there's too much food inflation.
1: Yeah, and if, if if one breaks ranks and just says, "Okay, we can't afford this. We've got our stakeholders and shareholders to think of here," and put prices up, then yeah. immediately that plays into the hands of uh, someone like a, a shoprite, which can doesn't want to, but maybe can afford to keep basics uh, at, at a reasonable level for the man and woman in the South African street, and therefore yeah. uh, something like Spa, for example, or the or the company that raised its prices loses market share.
0: I don't think anyone's going to do it. Very much so. Look, look, look. At at the end of the day, the quantum of the profits they'll make, even if margins come under pressure, just that your selling price is going up so so dramatically that even if your margin shrinks a little, you might still, you know, in nominal rand terms, actually make you know a similar sort of profit. You know, it's not it's not a guarantee that that your profit will decline, but your margin certainly will decline. Yeah,
1: okay. And do you hold retailers in your portfolio, Wayne?
0: Yes, we do. They've still got reasonable valuations on them,
1: actually. Okay, good.
0: Uh, but We hold, we hold. Be obvious. Yes.
1: Okay, uh, banks had a had a horrible couple of days um, uh, uh, quite recently, and yes. again the same story. I mean, banks and retailers. I don't see them as the same thing, but I see them as essay centric. Uh, so you know, if if people are a bit bearish about South Africa, they go down. If they're bullish, they go up. And it was a couple of days ago, when the banks had a horrible day and the financials fell uh, quite sharply, but you're happy with the, those yeah. on a valuation basis anyway.
0: No, well, look, I mean, we did speak about this quite extensively. I thought they would run too hard. Yes. You know, so they've, there's some some weakness was justified, but the weakness is limited because Iran's not collapsing around us. Mm-hmm. I've just got some data out here on U.S. consumer credit. Okay. A total U.S. consumer total credit outstanding as a percentage of GDP. It's at 19%. The peak's about 21-odd percent. So even though there is debt in the system, it's not that dramatic. You know, it's nothing like the debt that was in the system in 2008, et cetera. And that includes, so, that includes everything, so
1: banks, credit cards, the whole lot.
0: No, this is just consumer debt, okay. only consumer debt. Hmm. It doesn't look too dramatic, which I think will be one of the saving graces. And certainly the financial system hasn't got much debt in it either. Uh, you know, like compared to 2008. But make no mistake: if inflation settles at five, there'll be a recession. Yeah. And then you'll have proper stagflation. So if if if, if inflation settles at five, and which I think they will, the Federal Reserve Bank raises raises interest rates to five percent. But of course, if inflation settles at five, the long bond's going to five, and that's got nothing to do with the Fed. You know, and, and the long bond rate is ultimately more important than shorter than shorter rates so if inflation settles at five we're in deep trouble because we there will go then the stock market not only comes under rating pressure then it comes under falling earnings pressure as well so then that will be an absolute normal correction bear market collapse whatever you want to call it and that will probably be in the region of 40 to 50 percent fall in the markets in total but i mean you know, I know that sounds dramatic. Yes, it does. But this happens every 10 years. It happens every 10, 12 years. It's actually not that unusual. So, you know, we are in for market weakness and some more market weakness, but I don't think it's going to settle at five. I think there are very unusual factors now pushing this inflation, of which the biggest is the war, but the second one is also the supply chain logistics and the Generally, the underlying worrying one is wage inflation. I mean America's at absolute full employment three point six percent and people want to yeah you know, and people want to earn more money because they can they can demand more money but i mean that soon dissipates if you go into a recession eh? and then does. there's not more jobs than people
1: yeah, it's, it's it's very interesting because the jobs numbers that have recently been released um, I think it was. Uh, yeah, it was on Friday. Uh, wage inflation had risen to five point two percent year on year. Yes, which is the, the, the highest number I've seen for quite a which while. I, I can yeah. remember. It, the, I that's really high. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's not as high as inflation, so people are still in real mm-hmm. terms. Not as well off as they were. Oh, we're on, off, yeah. on the, other, on the yeah. other hand, 5.2% is a big number. I can remember for years reporting on the jobs number and wage inflation was 2 to 2.5%. Two and, and now it's
0: suddenly, all, Yeah, that's the more normal level. Yeah, yeah it suddenly You must remember, Americans get, surprisingly enough, Americans get squeezed more than we do by the higher oil price because there's no taxes in their petrol price. So if the oil price doubles, their, their pump price doubles. You know, as whereas we've got. of our pump price is actually levies and taxes and et cetera, et cetera. So when the oil price doubles, our petrol price only goes up 50%, which is still terrible, but it's better than going up 100%. So Americans on the oil price feel the squeeze dramatically. But of course, you know, and we've also spoken about this on numerous occasions, Mm -hmm. there is no shortage of oil. No, There's a shortage of oil getting it the the logistics around supplying oil, but there is actually no oil shortage. So ultimately, those logistics, the same as the logistic issues with the lockdown and the chip and all of these things will ultimately be resolved. You know, Um, and food, food inflation is also relatively unique because of Ukraine being a big supplier. But food inflation or food production is the one commodity where you get literally, virtually, an instantaneous uh, supply reaction. Either price is high, you get more supply, or prices low, you get less supply. So, you know, it takes you a season to actually sort out your food supply, your food supply issues. Because the food supply thing is not that much of a logistics thing. It's Actually, Ukraine can't export the food, it can't get it out. But, you know, if the price of food is up 60% year on year, Every farmer has got probably ten or fifteen percent of his land that didn't make money last year, but because prices are up sixty percent, it's making money this year. You know the marginal land; it's all being planted now. So well, the supply side response is is actually very sharp. So agricultural, I would not be surprised if agricultural inflation in the middle of next year is minus thirty percent, not plus sixty. I mean minus thirty. And if oil, let's just say the oil logistics get sorted out, a more natural price for oil is probably around 60 to $70, not 120 Everyone still makes a lot of money at 60 or $70. It's, that, to me, is a more natural price for oil. And if that happens, then the year-on-year change in oil is minus fifty. 50 you know, So you could be sitting in the middle of next year with inflation extremely low, you know, maybe even lower than the 3% that I think it's going to go to. Because, right. you know, what, what, what i found in investments, especially in extreme circumstances, either prices up or prices down or high prices or low prices, is that people somehow start to think of that as the norm. It's not. It's actually the exception. So what we're going through now on inflation, especially food and oil inflation, is actually highly unusual. It's a true aberration, and that means it's very unlikely to repeat itself over the next year. But you get lots of people think it's going to simply because that's your current set of circumstances.
1: Well, you've been talking about food. Yeah, there's so many things to think about, and I hope you're right, Wayne. I really hope you're right. I hope it doesn't stick around. I hope it isn't
0: Look, sticky. the markets are still going to fall, eh? Hmm. The markets are still going to fall because inflation's no longer zero. No. You know, it is a number higher than zero. So the markets will still fall, I think, but I think the downside is limited because I don't think inflation is going to settle at five, All right, which means interest rates don't have to settle at five.
1: We shall uh, continue to cover this on a weekly basis, Wayne. Now, what I want yes. to cover, you went on something that um, I hadn't heard of before. It's called a business trip. Now, that is where you, yes. got, you got on an aeroplane. And also, you took your partner with you, so there was an element of uh, leisure involved as well. It wasn't yes. just business, but you went on a business trip to meet people. And that's something you haven't been able to say for the last couple of years Ooh, oh. for a
0: very, very long time. Yes, yes
1: but anyway, you went there. But the, the thing that interests me most, apart from your excellent presentations and client meetings and things like that, is your your food escapades and your helicopter Academy trips. Ex-
0: yep. Yeah. So you know, unfortunately didn't, for some reason, didn't make the helicopter trip, but I'm not entirely sure why We mm. might've been, uh, we just sort of didn't quite get around to it, but yes, some very good food experiences, but I must say we stayed in the waterfront, right in the center of the waterfront. Okay. And other than being a little bit noisy, when old people want to go to sleep at half past nine, <laughs> I mean, it is truly a world beating facility. Yeah, it really I mean, is. I doubt if there's many places like that in the world. I know that Cape Town came second in some survey, second only to Barcelona, about nice places to visit. Mm. And, I mean, it is truly a, a fantastic whole experience. So we went to many things. We went on a little boat ride around the harbor. We went to the aquarium. We walked through the food market. We walked through the craft market. And uh, we had some fantastic meals. This hotel we stayed at, their breakfast, they had a thing called a harvest table, which is normally for weddings type of thing. Yes. But they had these three separate, it wasn't a, a buffet type setup. It was three separate, quite large wooden tables, but but separate. And then each, the one would have cereals and fruit on, and the other one had all the cold meats and Jeez. the salmon. And then the other one had cheese on, and biscuits, and preserves, and jams, and it was it was totally fantastic.
1: Is that the table, then, the table bay, which is the yellow one? Is that is that where you stayed? You, no,
0: no, we actually stayed at the Victoria and Alfred Hotel, the one oh, okay. literally right next door to the what's that? That big round thing that goes? Oh, that's
1: um, uh, yeah. It's not not the most impressive one. It's quite small actually, but yeah, I no, know what no,
0: you mean. No, no, it's, it's quite small, but still. When you go up and you're near the top there, you know, you can still see a lot and you get the sensation of height. So you've been uh, you done the whole tour? It's not it's not America it's a carousel. Yes. Is it a carousel? Yeah, it okay. could, be, it could and, be. and and, and that and, and that was and that was actually great. So that was the hotel we stayed at, but then I went to a restaurant called Den. Anchor, I think the anchor. Den Anchor, right in Belgian the, in the middle there. Yeah,
1: it's, yeah. A, it's a Dutch. Uh, right in the it's, a, it's a Dutch restaurant. Is it, is it a Dutch one? No, yeah. no,
0: sorry, Belgian. And it's Belgian. Belgian, yes. And I had their mussels. Oh yeah, here we which go. Which were two delicious, absolutely forwards. I mean, and 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 I think they were just done in a little bit of wine and garlic. It, it wasn't a, a curry-based hmm. sauce. But it was delicious. And then we had the genuine article Belgian waffles. Mm. You know, nice and thick, crispy on the outside with some cream and a little bit of syrup. And and that was just delicious. And I know it's all touristy things, but Actually, had a great deal of fun.
1: No, Denenka is great. It's in a lovely position. It's got good views and everything, and it's you know, walkable from where you were. Yeah, I, I, I always like Denenka. Yeah. I, I normally go there just because it's got such a huge selection of Belgian beers, and I just sit there on the terrace and have a look out. But uh, anyway, so apart from that, was there anything else? You didn't go out to your place, yes. uh, Where you, where you had the the, the prawn uh, stroganoff or
0: st- no, no, we didn't. We didn't go to the twelve. No, we didn't go to the twelve apostles. But mm. another one, yes. we did go to was, let's call it, still in the waterfront, but closer to the entrance. So where, where the bell tower is on that side,
1: yeah.
0: there's the old grain silos, which have been converted into an hotel. And, and, al-
1: and also an art gallery go- as well. Yeah, a very, very prominent yes. African art gallery, which is beautiful.
0: And it is beautiful, and we went there and I had exotic mushroom pot stickers for lunch you mean like um, um like, little parcels. Like, like um dumplings yeah. yeah yes but actually i think these were deconstructed because they didn't weren't actual dumplings but my goodness were they delicious it was a starter thing i wasn't terribly hungry because we just finished breakfast with a client you know business trips. No, I don't. But But, anyway, uh, that was truly delicious. And you go up, I don't think they use the first six or eight floors, I think it's six floors, Mm -hmm. because they obviously want to go high to give you a view. So the the hotel only starts on the sixth floor, and then goes up. And then there's a rooftop bar, which unfortunately, we didn't go to. But I must say our F&B building in Cape Town, which I think is the tallest building in Cape Town, on the top floor, it's the most magnificent views, I must say. You can watch the sunset just before my presentation, and you had this view right over the harbour and the bay, and you could see the sun going down. I mean, it was a truly a spectacular view. And your, the FMB building is right, right opposite...
1: It's right opposite... Sorry to interrupt. It's right opposite 91, isn't it, with the old Investec Asset Management? Yes,
0: right right, right next door. Yeah. Exactly. 91 is still there. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I actually think our guys should think about renting out the top floor to a restaurateur because that must be one of the most magnificent settings for views in Cape Town because you're so high up.
1: That's a nice idea, a pop-up restaurant. It can't be permanent, obviously. There'll be too much disruption with delivery of, of goods and things, but, um, yeah, a pop-up restaurant might be a nice idea. Okay. So you had a good time?
0: No, it was fantastic. It was a, it was a lovely, lovely break. And it was nice to go into business. It was nice to see your clients again. It was nice to talk to people face to face. And we got a very nice, good turnout. And, you know, we had some snacks and some finger snacks and stuff afterwards. And lots of people stayed relatively late. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few of my colleagues stayed much later <laughs> and but- were slightly the worse for wear in the morning. But I did not join
1: them. Those weak people, I can't bear them. Uh, but you go to yes. bed at half past nine So it doesn't matter yeah, I mean, you, you have a strict regime That's, yeah. why, that's why you're successful Wayne, Because you get a good
0: night's sleep well, Half past nine hmm. Half past nines Might even be late some evenings
1: <laughs> You're like Spiro Exactly the same He goes yeah. to bed at
0: 9.15 every night uh, anyway but Shapiro is older but I mean Shapiro is properly oh he's ancient I'm amazed I'm amazed he can stay awake till 9
1: I don't know he's probably before you know it, he'll be having his dinner at half past four going to bed at half past six and getting up at four in the morning yeah uh, anyway Wayne thank you very much for your time I'm glad you had a good time and uh, you've disturbed me somewhat with uh, with our conversation about markets falling but uh, say la vie Wayne McCurry is from FNB Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg